Good morning. Good morning. Oh, my. Can we try that one more time just so I know you're awake? Good morning. Good, because I have two very, very important events that I want to share with you so you can mark them on your calendar. The first event is you are invited to a Hanging of the Green service to be held right here at Mechanicsville Baptist Church December the 2nd, Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Now, in a moment, these little children, darling little children, are going to come sing for you. They are going to help. The adult choir is going to help. Handbells are going to help. And a few other folks are going to help. The flower committee are going to help as we get ready to prepare God's house for the birth of his son. So that is December the 2nd at 7 p.m. right here in the sanctuary, hanging to the greens. Also, I need you. Imagine that. I always need you when I'm up here, don't I? We are going to have a tasting after the service. So we need you to get your Christmas goodies. You can test some new recipes for us if you want. We'll be your guinea pigs. And bring them to the event that evening, the Hanging of the Greens, over in the Family Life Center. And somebody will be there to take them from you. So remember, December 2nd, 7 o'clock, Hanging of the Greens, and it's going to be a tasting. And we would love to have you come share with us in that service. One more thing, December the 16th and the 17th. Now that's a ways off. So I'll, you don't have to mark that down. I'll come back up here and remind you. God with us, a beautiful cantata by songs by different composers, such as Choplin, just some famous people, Marquez, great music, is going to be presented at Northside Baptist Church. Our choir will participate in that. This will serve as our cantata this year. It's going to be held on Saturday evening and Sunday evening at 7 at Northside. So I hope you can plan on coming. Okay, so as these children come on up, they're going to sing for you this morning, um, and then they will be singing again at the Hanging of the Greens.
Thank you, guys. That was great. Loved it. And several levels of adorableness as well. First Thessalonians, chapter 5, starting with verse 16 through 19. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you as grateful people, and we thank you that it's your will for us to give thanks in all circumstances. May we be people who rejoice in all times, and may we pray without ceasing. God, we thank you that you are here with us this day, and may we love and honor you as we worship, and may you be praised to the highest. God, we give you this service. We pray your Holy Spirit dwell and that you have your way. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, now it's your turn to sing. Do you think you can do as well as those children did? I don't know if you can. That's kind of hard to be, but you're going to try. And we're going to be thankful this morning, and we're going to sing thankful hymns of praise. So you're going to have your hymnal. You're going to turn to page 636. That old favorite hymn at Thanksgiving time, Come You Thankful People Come. Please stand. be seated. If you'd grab your hymnals and turn to page 862 in the back, we're going to do number 31, entitled Thankfulness, page 862, Thankfulness, Thankfulness, and uh, we will have a place for just the men and for just the women as well in this, so be ready for that. Thankfulness. 
I will give you thanks in the great assembly. Among throngs of people, I will praise you. I will thank the Lord for his righteousness. I will sing about the name of the Lord, the Most High. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to him in song. I will praise God's name with song and exalt him with thanksgiving. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love and his wonderful works for the human race. Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love is eternal. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love is eternal. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Again, I ask that you take your hymnals, and we're going to sing a song I think will be familiar to you. I know the choir has sung it many, many times. It's a hymn 576, Give Thanks. Please stand. remain standing for our offertory prayer. Good morning. morning. Father God, we watch the news and believe that you were speaking to to our time when you spoke privately to disciples (laughs) on the Mount of Olives. You cautioned us not to lead astray. We are trying, Lord, to keep our eyes fixed on you. We have worshiped you in song and prayer. We have listened to your word. Now we humble, humbly place before you these offerings and tithes. May our resolves and be, be strong to do your will and follow your path. For the sake of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Shall we pray? Eternal God, creator and giver of every good and every perfect gift, into your presence we bow on a day that you have given to us, a day to give thanks, a day to remember what you have done and will do in our lives. Thankful, Father, that we can gather as the family of God. Praying for one another, encouraging one another, giving thanks for one another. Recognizing, Father, that you have given us so much. Blessed us beyond measure. And for this, we can never say thank you enough. You have shown us the way through Jesus Christ. You have given to us the gift of salvation if we would receive it. And for this, we give thanks. We're grateful, Father, that we can pray for those who are in need. Because you have told us to bring our petitions to you and pray on behalf of those who are ill. To pray for those who are in need of a Savior. To pray for those who have lost loved ones. For those, Father, who are discouraged. We give them all to you. And know that you already are aware. Already able to work in their lives. We are grateful for this nation. The security we feel even in this place on this morning. Because there are those who are keeping watch. We pray, Father, that you would be with our missionaries who are sometimes in places in the world that are unsafe. And yet they go because you have called them. May we never forget their sacrifices. May we always lift them in prayer. We're grateful for our church. For it is your church. We're grateful that as we gather here, we do so expecting to hear a word from you. Accept our praise and our adoration. Help us to listen. And to follow your spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
Our scripture reading this morning is found in Acts chapter 28, verses 11 through 16. As we look at the theme of thanksgiving. After three months, we sailed into Alexandrian ship, whose figurehead was the twin brothers, which had wintered at the island. And landing at Syracuse, we stayed three days. From there, we circled around and reached Riagam, and after one day, the south wind blew, and the next day, we came to Petulia, where we found brethren and were invited to stay with them seven days, and so we went toward Rome. And from there... When the brethren heard about us, they came to meet us as far as Appia Forum and three inns. When Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. Now when we came to Rome, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard. But Paul was permitted to dwell by himself with the soldier who guarded him. Approaching the end of an era in life is always a solemn occasion. This is true of a student who approaches the completion of a course of study. Of an employee who comes to the end of a relationship with an employer. Of a professional who finds it necessary to move to a new location to carry on his or her work. And of each of us, as we say goodbye to someone or something. And it is also true concerning us as we approach Thanksgiving. In the late 1800s, George Mueller operated an orphanage that at one time had 1,000 orphans. One morning there was no food to eat, but he called all the children and staff together and prayed, thanking God for the provision of food, even though no food was on the table. A few moments later, a baker knocked on the door. He told Mr. Mueller that God had led him to bake bread the night before and give it to the orphanage. Before the bread was given to the children, a milkman knocked on the door. He said that his milk truck had broken down and he wanted to give the milk to the orphanage. George Mueller gave thanks even when it took faith to do so. As we come to Thanksgiving, let us look back and thank God with gratitude for what He has done. Then let us look forward with faith and hope for what He will continue to be and do in our lives. Our scripture reading portrays a significant moment in the life of the Apostle Paul. His had been a life of significant service with a combination of both successes and failures. He was not... His was not a life of perfect performance and total success along the way. There were periods and experiences in his life that could have caused him to go into deep discouragement and depression. Paul had been imprisoned in Caesarea for perhaps two years and endured a difficult journey from Caesarea to Rome where he was to face Caesar's court. But this scripture passage tells us that Luke says that he thanked God and took courage. Paul, the man who had been comforting others in the voyage, was now comforted. At last he was able to look upon the faces of those to whom he wrote while in Corinth on his last missionary journey. The strongest Christian also needs the sympathy, compassion, help, care, and concern of others. Paul knew that there were those who were there to encourage him, and so he took courage. We can be certain that Paul was exhausted in body, and at least at times troubled in mind. We find that in those moments of uncertainty when Paul faced a new era in his life, God provided for him. Not before he needed it, but when he needed it. We read how when the believers in Rome heard of Paul's approach, they immediately went to meet him. Some of them traveled as far as 43 miles and others traveled 33 miles to greet Paul as he entered Rome. And verse 15 reminds us, and at the sight of these men, Paul thanked God and took courage. 
church. We could also say that Paul thanked God and was encouraged. The pattern of Paul's actions at this point provides us with a program of facing the future as we give thanks to God on a day like today. First, let us thank God and take courage because God remains the same. Through Malachi, God spoke to the people and said in Malachi 3.6, For I, the Lord, do not change. The author of the book of Hebrews speaks of the unchanging Christ as being the same yesterday and today and forever. As we face the uncertain and uncharted road of the future, we can be certain that God has not changed His character or His purpose nor His promises or His provisions. He is the solid rock in whom we can trust and upon whom we can place our feet for safety and security when the storms of life beat down on us. The psalmist declared in 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Individual human beings change. Families change. Janet and I were sitting at home last night, empty nesters, talking about this is the first Christmas that there won't be a child in our house, at least one of our children in the house, waking up on Christmas morning. Families change. Businesses change. There is no more Toys R Us. Sears is on the way out, isn't it? J.C. Penney is hanging on by threads. Things that seem to be institutions in our country are Fading away, businesses change. Nations change. When we look throughout the history of the world, we can see how nations come and go. But the beauty of a relationship with God is God never changes. God is the only thing that remains the same. In the midst of whatever may threaten us, we can take courage and be strong in the faith that our God who has revealed himself in Jesus Christ will remain the same. On a summer day, a man took his three-year-old daughter to a kiddie park in Dallas to ride the rods. He put her on a small ride, which she insisted on trying, even though it was the scariest. As she whipped around the corners in the kiddie car, she wrinkled up her face into a terrified cry. The father tried to catch her attention and finally he caught her eye. And he was smiling and shouting, Hey, this is fun. And she saw that it was not terrified, that he was not terrified, but smiling, she also began to laugh. What once was terrifying became enjoyable, even fun. God will put us us on some scary ride. Scary rides in life, not really to terrify us, but to cause us to catch his eye, to teach us that he is in control and we can trust him. God remains the same. We can fix our eyes on God. Second, let us thank God and take courage because the Bible continues to nourish us. The 119th Psalm is a hymn of praise to the benefits that come to those who delight themselves in the word of God, who let God speak to their deepest needs through his law, his teachings, and his promises. The apostle Peter urged upon all believers that they long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up to salvation, for you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 2. The Apostle Peter urged upon all believers that they long for this spiritual milk. During the past year and in every past year, God has spoken words of guidance and comfort and help to his people as they have feasted on the words of his inspired book, the Bible. The Bible guides us, it directs us, it encourages us, it admonishes us, it does for us what God intends to do. Through studying the Bible, we have found guidelines for our feet in times of uncertainty and have found strength for our times of weakness. By meditating on the word of God, we have received divine warnings in times of danger. By listening to the words of the Bible, we have received divine directions concerning decisions that we are to make. 
In times of grief and sorrow, we have found the encouragement and the comfort that God has to offer. Let us thank God as we gather for Thanksgiving for the benefits that have come to us through Bible study. Let us take courage as we face the future because the word of God will continue to speak to us according to our individual needs and on the basis of God's great generosity. Have you ever opened the Bible and found exactly what you were looking for when you didn't know you were looking for it? I have on many occasions. His word is an encouragement to all of us. When people pass and I stand here and deliver a memorial message and meditation. The one thing that I usually say in every service is my words ring hollow. What I say to you cannot bring comfort. But what God says can make the difference. So we look to his word. And we find words like, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills. From whence does my help come? My help comes from the Lord. For this we can give thanks. Third, let us thank God and take courage because the Holy Spirit continues the good work of God within us. One of the most precious promises that our Lord made concerned the permanence of the presence of the Holy Spirit in the hearts of believers. I will pray the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you and will be in you in John chapter 14. Our Lord was contrasting the length of time the Holy Spirit would be present in the hearts of believers with the brevity of his own time with them. He was to depart, but the Holy Spirit was to come as an abiding companion and counselor to be to them on a permanent basis what Jesus had been for a brief three years. Let us thank God and take courage as we face the future because God the Holy Spirit will be at work in us to help us know what God would have us to do. Listen for the Spirit. Listen for the Spirit in your life and you can give thanks as God directs you. There are so many things that drowned out the sound of God in our lives, the voice of God in our lives, so many things that we put in the way. There are places in the scripture that tell us to be still. And to know that God is God and to listen for him. Fourth, let us thank God and take courage because the gospel continues to save those who trust Jesus. As Paul faced the challenge of visiting the capital city of the Roman Empire, he did so with full confidence in the power of the gospel to save any individual who would put faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Let us not fear any decrease in the divine energy that is at work in the preaching of the gospel from the pulpit. Let us trust God to help us witness on a one-to-one basis concerning what God has done and what he is seeking to do through Christ. Let us be witnesses for Christ and allow the gospel to change people. God is still in the business of saving people from the waste, the ruin, and disappointment of life without faith. Let us thank God and take courage as we respond to the truth that people can still be saved. People can still come to the Lord. That's why we give to missionaries. That's why we pray for missionaries. That's why we reach out in our own community. Because people need to know That Jesus can save them. Fifth, let us thank God and take courage that God's invitations are still open. Many people see the Bible only in terms of restrictions and prohibitions. Others see the Bible in terms of orders and commandments. But let us look into the Bible for the thousands of invitations that God extends to us. For example, he invites us to come into the throne room for prayer. He invites us to be a part of his family. He invites us to be in partnership with him in his redemptive program. Let us discover and respond to the great invitations that he continues to offer. God's invitations are always open to anyone. Who would respond? The well-known scientist and author Carl Sagan 
in a PBS documentary titled Chariots of the Gods, commented on the new optimism that there is life elsewhere in the universe. It's nice to think that there is someone out there that can help us, he said. Unfortunately, this remark implies that for Sagan there is no God, and so his hope of help from other beings is a blind hope, a hope that assumes that other beings exist and that their race will not be affected with the depravity that is so evident in all human endeavor, and that they would be interested in helping us at all. God invites us to come to him. He gives us opportunity to accept his invitation. It is up to us to respond. Only God can provide us with the help we most need. Listen for the invitations of God. God is inviting you now to hear him. And six, let us thank God and take courage because the future belongs to believers in Christ. We follow a victorious leader who has defeated Satan, sin, death, and the grave. Paul closes his great resurrection chapter of 1 Corinthians 15 with the shout, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There are times when it seems as if the devil is on the throne that wickedness rules the universe. In such times we need need to see with the eyes of faith. That the decisive battle of history has already been fought and won on the cross and on in the empty tomb. Because Christ Jesus lives again, we also shall live with him beyond the curtain of death. And Satan knew that. That's why he tempted Jesus in the wilderness to throw it all away. Because he knew that the cross... And the resurrection would defeat all evil. Paul said, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? Alexander Witt, the famous Scottish preacher, invariably began his public prayers with an expression of gratitude. One cold and rainy day when the people wondered wondered how he could be grateful for the weather. He began by saying, saying, We thank thee, O Lord, that it is not always like this. An appreciative heart brightens a dreary day and shortens the longest night. How many of us could thank God for the same thing, that not every day is our worst day? Not every day is going to be Filled with fears and anxieties. Not every day is going to be filled with sorrows and sickness. Can we thank God that there are not days always like those days? That's our hope. That's where we place our faith, isn't it? Because ultimately the scripture teaches us that when we are with the Lord, that there will be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. If we have thanksgiving for the past, we will have courage To face the future. You know the story about the two men. In the field. And the bull was chasing them. One turned to the other. And said can you be thankful in this. And he prayed. Dear Lord let us be thankful for what we are about to receive. We never know. What tomorrow may bring. But we know who will be with us tomorrow. Paul saw the people coming to greet him. And the scripture says he gave thanks and took courage.
Shall we pray? Father, we can't be thankful enough for what you have done. Words cannot express our gratitude. And yet we say thank you. Help us, Father, to lean on you. To depend on you in everything. Help us to give thanks for one another. And for the good work of your people in this place. As we seek to share the gospel. And be effective for the kingdom. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Our invitation hymn is number 422. Hark the voice of Jesus calling. Jesus calls to us, we only need to respond. If you've never received Jesus as Lord and Savior, the invitation is open. God's invitations are open to all. I trust that you will hear his call. Whatever your desire, as we stand and sing, Hymn number 422. You may be seated. Uh, we have a matter of business, but if you are visiting with us and um, don't want to sit in here for this business meeting, uh, you are welcome to be excused, and uh, you are invited, of course, to the Family Life Center for uh, dinner or for lunch. Uh, there's lots of food over there, so if you're not a member of Mechanicsville Baptist Church and you're visiting with us and you would like to uh, excuse yourself, now is the time to do so. You're welcome to stay in here, but uh, uh, we are voting on a candidate. So, uh, Alan, you come and take over. And we'll have the benediction and the blessing after we take care of our business, okay? Before we begin, would Chip Phillips and Robbie King come forward for a minute?
Let the uh, minutes reflect that we do have a quorum present. The purpose of this call business meeting is to entertain a recommendation from the Minister of Music search team. I will now call on the chairperson, Leslie Love. The music and Minister of Music worship would like to, the team would like to recommend that we call Paul Rizeki as our Minister of Music and Worship. You've heard the recommendation from the team. It does not require a second. The floor is open for any questions discussion. If you have a question or want to make a comment, raise your hand, big knowledge, and either Robbie or Chip will come and bring the microphone to you. Any questions or discussion? Bear with me as I read the instructions for the balloting process. The vote will be by ballot as prescribed by our bylaws. Only members of Mechanical Baptist Church are eligible to vote. Sunday school only members or members of other organizations of the church are not eligible to vote. There is no age restriction on a member who wishes to vote. If you're a member of Mechanical Baptist Church, you are eligible to vote. Ballots will be delivered to you, to your row by a teller. When the teller comes to your row, raise your hand, indicating you're a member of Mechanical Baptist Church. Mark the ballot, yes or no. If you make an error, raise your hand, and a teller will exchange your ballot for a clean one. Ballots not clearly marked will be declared illegal and not counted. Fold the ballot in half, top to bottom. Please do not fold your ballot within another person's ballot. Tellers will collect the completed ballots. A three-fourths affirmative vote is required for passing yes of the recommendation. Our tellers this morning are Terry Beck, Paula King, Kevin Hare and Cotton Phillips, if they will come forward this time. Okay, all right. I, I'm just always. <laughs> when you deal with people. If you're a member of the church, as the teller comes to your role, please raise your hand. I don't think I need to raise my hand on this row.
y'all meet at 6.30. So that's why my wife said, I know you're not. They need to meet about Make sure when you're back here. Do what now? We want to wait for some other people to come, maybe from the Family Life Center. If they have not informed me in advance uh, that they want to vote absentee, they cannot vote. They have to be here. If they physically have to be here. Yeah. When you're completing your ballot, you write yes or no. We'll start somewhere else because y'all come in second. Yeah, we don't need to. When it's the third week. Is everyone present here received your ballot? If the... uh, You fold your, I'll give you instructions in just a minute. If you're in here, you can vote. Well, I thought we said top to bottom. <laughs> well, I did it both ways and then they could The tellers will start the process of collecting the ballots. Please pass them in word, and they'll come by and collect those and put them in the tray. Then they'll think she voted. And if Is everyone balloted? Okay, if you'll bring the ballots forward, we'll consolidate them into one uh, offering plate, and then I'll allow our tellers and myself to vote. Again, has everyone voted is entitled to do so? No one else wishes to vote. The polls are closed. 
the tellers will go to the Sunday school room or office to count the balance and they will bring results as soon as they're completed, will be brought to me in the Family Life Center and the results will be announced at that time. Pastor Tim? Oh, wait a minute, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll now entertain a motion, Gladys. Uh, a motion's been made, is there a second? Second. second. Motion's been made a second that the call business meeting be adjourned. All those in favor of the motion, please stand. That's what I was gonna do. <laughs> You heard what he said. They're going to count the votes, and then they will tell him, and then the word will get to you in the Family Life Center, okay? That way we don't have to stay here and wait on it. Uh, we can go eat. So um, thank you, um, and let's bow for a benediction and blessing. Eternal God, as we depart on a day that you have given to us to worship you, we do so with thanksgiving in our hearts for even the opportunity, Father, to know that there's someone who is willing to come and to lead us in music, to lead us in worship, and to help us, Father, worship in spirit and in truth. Bless us, Father, as we depart today. Keep us ever mindful of your grace, of your mercy, and of your love that sustain us. And we pray, Father, that the food we are about to receive, that we will not take it for granted, for there are people around the world who are hungry at this moment. May this food bless our bodies, be a nourishment to us. We give thanks for it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Mercy.